This is day 128 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing Proverbs chapters 8 through 12 today. Lord God, may we be known as people of wisdom and of righteousness. We understand, Lord, that all righteousness and wisdom comes from you. You have blessed us and lavished us with it. And especially, Lord, for those who believe that you are able to do this. You do not give to the doubting. You do not give to the double-minded. But, Lord, we understand that there is something greater than us. That's why we follow you, Lord. You have made yourself known strongly in our lives. And that's what brings us here every day. The seeking of who you are and the surrendering of self. So that we no longer seek what we want, but we seek what you want. May we be humbled today as we read your word. And may we submit to your wisdom that are within the pages of this book. Please bless the reading of this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Does not wisdom call, and understanding lift up her voice? On top of the heights beside the way, where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, at the opening of the city, at the entrance of the doors, she cries out, To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O naive ones, understand prudence, and, O fools, understand wisdom. Listen, for I will speak noble things, and the opening of my lips will reveal right things. For my mouth will utter truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the utterances of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing crooked or perverted in them. They are all straightforward to him who understands, and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. Power is mine. By me, kings reign and rulers declare justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who judge rightly. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even pure gold, and my yield better than choicest silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the midst of the paths of justice to endow those who love me with wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. From everlasting I was established, from the beginning, from the earliest times of the earth.
when there were no depths, I was brought forth, when there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While he had not yet made the earth and the fields, nor the first dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep became fixed, when he set for the sea its boundary, so that the water would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in the world, his earth, and having my delight in the sons of men. Now therefore, O sons, listen to me, for blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction, and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts. For he who finds me finds life, and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me injures himself. All those who hate me love death. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. She has prepared her food. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maidens. She calls from the tops of the heights of the city. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. To him who lacks understanding, she says, Come, eat of my food, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake your folly and live, and proceed in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets dishonor for himself, and he who reproves a wicked man gets insults for himself. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me your days will be multiplied, and the years of life will be added to you. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself, and if you scoff, you alone will bear it. The woman of folly is boisterous. She is naive and knows nothing. She sits at the doorway of her house, on a seat by the high places of the city, calling to those who pass by, who are making their paths straight. Whoever is naive, let him turn in here. And to him who lacks understanding, she says, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant but he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol. The Proverbs of Solomon A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is a grief to his mother.
Ill-gotten gains do not profit, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous to hunger, but he will reject the craving of the wicked. Poor is he who works with a negligent hand, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a son who acts wisely, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who acts shamefully. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. The wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be ruined. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. He who winks the eye causes trouble, and a babbling fool will be ruined. The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. On the lips of the discerning, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him who lacks understanding. Wise men store up knowledge, but with the mouth of the foolish, ruin is at hand. The rich man's wealth is his fortress. The ruin of the poor is their poverty. The wages of the righteous is life. The income of the wicked, punishment. He is on the path of life who heeds instruction, but he who ignores reproof goes astray. He who conceals hatred has lying lips, and he who spreads slander is a fool. When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of understanding. Is the blessing of the Lord that makes rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. Doing wickedness is like sport to a fool, and so is wisdom to a man of understanding. What the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. Like vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy one to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous is gladness, but the expectation of the wicked perishes. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the upright, but ruin to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be shaken, but the wicked will not dwell in the land. The mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom, but the perverted tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous bring forth what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked what is perverted.
A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes dishonor, but with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the crookedness of the treacherous will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will smooth his way, but the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them, but the treacherous will be caught by their own greed. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish, and the hope of strong men perishes. The righteous is delivered from trouble, but the wicked takes his place. With his mouth, the godless man destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is joyful shouting. By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn down. He who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent. He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a manner. Where there is no guidance, the people fall, but in abundance of counselors, there is victory. He who is guarantor for a stranger will surely suffer for it, but he who hates being a guarantor is secure. A gracious woman attains honor, and ruthless men attain riches. The merciful man does himself good, but the cruel man does himself harm. The wicked earns deceptive wages, but he who sows righteousness gets a true reward. He who is steadfast in righteousness will attain to life, and he who pursues evil will bring about his own death. The perverse in heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their walk are his delight. Assuredly, the evil man will not go unpunished, but the descendants of the righteous will be delivered. As a ring of gold in a swine's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more, and there is one who withholds what is justly due, and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous, and he who waters will himself be watered. He who withholds grain, the people will curse him, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. He who diligently seeks good, seeks favor, but he who seeks evil, evil will come to him. He who trusts in his riches will fall but the righteous will flourish like the green leaf. He who troubles his own house will inherit wind, and the foolish will be servant to the wise-hearted. 
the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. If the righteous will be rewarded in the earth, how much more the wicked and the sinner? Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man will obtain favor from the Lord, but he will condemn a man who devises evil. A man will not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will not be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are just, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. The thoughts of the righteous are just, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be praised according to his insight, but one of perverse mind will be despised. Better is he who is lightly esteemed and has a servant than he who honors himself and lacks bread. A righteous man has regard for the life of his animal, but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who pursues worthless things lacks sense. The wicked man desires the booty of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will escape from trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his words, and the deeds of a man's hands will return to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent man conceals dishonor. He who speaks truth tells what is right, but a false witness, deceit. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No harm befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the slack hand will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word 
makes it glad. The righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. A lazy man does not roast his prey, but the precious possession of a man is diligence. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Okay, so there was a lot of wisdom that we went through today, and for the sake of time, I obviously cannot break down every single proverb, so I'm not going to do that to you, and quite frankly, we just don't have time for that. I have other things I need to do, and this is something that you should certainly study on your free time and deep dive into the Word of God when it comes to wisdom, because as we've described in the first couple of chapters here, wisdom is one of the most desirable things in our life, because it defines so much of what our life will be with it. So, for example, we see in chapter 8, Solomon is again painting the picture of wisdom being personified. So, obviously, this is not a real being that is saying all these things. This is wisdom being personified. Take my instruction in not silver, and knowledge rather than choicest gold, for wisdom is better than jewels, and all desirable things cannot compare with her, her being wisdom. Then we see an expanded example of what the fear of the Lord is. So first of all, we saw that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What actually is the fear of the Lord? And he spells it out for us right here. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Is God really calling us to be hateful people? Well, really, it depends on what your definition of hateful is. When you hate something, it means you are completely against or have a strong aversion to something. So in this particular case, God loves things, and God hates things that are contrary to his will. And so we are to mimic him in the same way. Jesus Christ is the exact representation of God, because he is God. And those are the things that he did while he was on earth. He loved with an everlasting love, and the things that he hated, he did not tolerate them. We should not tolerate or make provisions with or compromise with things that we hate. For example, murder. We can't bargain with murder. Murder is and will always be a very evil practice. And we cannot agree to it or compromise with that. Lying. I mean, we saw that scripture in here as well. God hates lying. And so lying should not be among us. We should not be okay with it. And if we're aware of somebody within our church, for example, that is lying actively, and it is damaging the body of Christ, we have an obligation to address it, not just be aware of it and do nothing. We have some responsibility here when it comes to hating things. We are to hate evil. Now, there's a proper way to be hateful in this way, right? This is not talking about to be angry, unless it's a righteous anger, of course. It's not talking to act in violence or act against someone or something 
in a way that is to damage them. This is all reproof, loving correction, and standing in the truth, declaring that what they are doing is wrong. And that is what we're called to do. He tells you right here in the same verse what he hates. If we hate evil, like the fear of the Lord is, then these are the things we should hate too. Pride, arrogance, the evil way, and the perverted mouth. These are all things that we should hate. They should not define us in any way. Verse 17, I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Just like we're going to see soon in Jeremiah, you will seek me and find me if you seek me with all your heart. This language is a definitive. It is a promise. It is not a maybe. You will find God if you seek him diligently. Then he mentions some benefits to seeking him and finding him. And the second half of the chapter comes to a point where it is talking about wisdom again, being there from the very beginning, before God created anything. When you look closely, there is some debate here of who is being addressed. The common understanding is this is wisdom, but I don't think so. I think that verses 22 through 36 is actually Christ here being personified as wisdom himself. Because it's of God, right? These are godly things, as if it's not God himself, but it does describe God-like attributes that only Jesus Christ can possess. So that's why I think it was, it's him being addressed here. But a couple of scientific things, if you're into that science in the Bible sort of things, that demonstrated understanding of things thousands of years ago. For example... Verse 27, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he inscribed a circle on the face of the deep, the earth is round. I don't know why there's still people today that claim that the earth is flat and that it's all a big conspiracy. That's nonsense. The earth is round. And here's another one, verse 28. When he made firm the skies above, when the springs of the deep become fixed. We did not know that there were springs in the ocean until the 1970s. So it is very recent history that we discovered the springs of the deep. This was also mentioned in the book of Job, but it goes to show that ancient wisdom was well beyond what we imagine it to be. Not to mention that God is the author of the Bible, and no one knows the world better than him since he made it, right? And then we come to verses 32 through 36. These ones are important to understand for us because it's almost like an instruction manual of how to be a person of wisdom. Now, therefore, O sons. So it's talking about sons here. Again, this language is for God's children. It's for Christians. It's not for the unbeliever. Therefore, O sons, listen to me. For blessed are they who keep my ways. Now, whose ways are we talking about here? Well, in my Bible, it gives the understanding that this is lowercase letters, so it's not God. 
So it's going back to wisdom. Keep the ways of wisdom. Heed instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the man who listens to wisdom, who watching daily at gates of wisdom, waiting at the doorposts of wisdom. And he who finds wisdom finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against wisdom injures himself. All those who hate wisdom love death. It's almost as if this is a book of do's and don'ts. But what's very interesting is that we are always seeking and anticipating wisdom from God, waiting patiently for God's provision of it. But what's interesting is that if we struggle against or we fight against wisdom, it doesn't hurt anybody but ourselves. It's a self-injuring practice. So certainly we need to be people of wisdom, as God has called us to be. Even though this is wisdom speaking at the moment, referring to God's standards, we can relate to what Jesus also said. Because he said that we are to obey his commandments. God talked about it all the time in the Old Testament, about obeying his commandments. But Jesus said it the best, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So we obey God because we love him. And that is our demonstration of our love. Because love is more than just words. And love is more than just a feeling. It is an action. You show people that you love them. Chapter 9 goes into foolishness, in contrast, as well as a woman of foolishness. And then it talks about something that's interesting. Verse 8. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. If you try to lovingly correct someone who is not saved, or does not want to be corrected, they will just resist you. But somebody who you know is someone of wisdom will need to hear, and would love to hear, that constructive criticism. It may be a little painful and hurtful in terms of, well, I'm messing up, I'm falling short, I don't like that. But a wise person will see, okay, I see my shortcomings, and I will work on being better. And that pursuit of holiness, that sanctification, is what should define us as Christians. And that's part of the reason why we fellowship together as believers, is to lift each other up and encourage each other to be better. And certainly, we need to fellowship together with other believers in our local community in order to be better. Not only acting in obedience to God's command, but also to edify and sharpen each other. Chapters 10 through 12 goes through the traditional style of every verse being a particular proverb, and this is a rich section. And I am not going to do it full justice, I know that. But during my personal readings, I handpicked some that I thought were really important and stood out to me. Chapter 10, verse 1. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish son is grief to his mother. So, one who fears and obeys God will do well. But one who is not sensible, one who does not live by moral truth will bring about his own destruction. Verse 9. He who walks in integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will be found out. 
Very interesting wording here. Obviously, walking in integrity. Integrity should be a defining word for you. That man or woman is a person of integrity. They're honest. They do everything diligently, even when nobody's looking. I trust this person. We want to be called that, and we will walk securely. God will certainly bless that in our lives. But he who perverts his ways, he who tries to do things sneakily, stealthily, underhanded, internal corruption, trying to cheat somebody, all of that will be found out. And this is not the first time in the Bible it said it. God has said it many times. Your sin will find you out. So that is certainly something that we need to keep in mind. It's kind of like lying, you know? You start lying to people. Over time, you're going to forget who you lied to, what the lie was, and it will be very difficult to keep your story straight. So it's better to be a person of integrity, someone who is truthful and transparent in this manner, because you will be found out. You will trip, just like the language of the Psalms, right? Wicked people lay traps of all kinds for self-benefit or to hurt other people, but so often it says that God will cause their own traps to fall on them, or they will step into their own traps. This is the same kind of understanding here. Verse 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. We are to be people of forgiveness and patience and grace and love. And so we don't hold things against people when they do wrong to us. We certainly should forgive. We don't forget, let's be clear, because we're not doormats. We are not to be abused, but we certainly do forgive. And we learn not to trust a certain person or to keep them at a distance. Verse 20, the tongue of the righteous is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. Wicked people will amount to really not much good. But certainly the mouth of those who are righteous will speak truth. They'll speak God's truth, and therefore there is much value in that. So definitely we're showing godliness, godly principles, prophecy of some kind, in the way of speaking the Word of God, not necessarily future events. But if you open your mouth and you're speaking the Word of God, that's prophecy. You're a prophet. So we are all called to be that in some way. So the tongue of the righteous should be like silver, which is precious and valuable. And that is what the Word of God is. Moving to chapter 11, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord but a just weight is his delight. We're to be fair. We're not supposed to be partial to anyone. We're not supposed to pick favorites. We're not supposed to treat some kind of people better than others. Racism, sexism, ageism, all that stuff should not be a part of us. Verse 13, He who goes about as a talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals a matter. We are supposed to be people of integrity, right? We already read that. But we're also not supposed to be gossips. 
And even if you're standing in the circle where the gossip is going on, and you are not participating, but you're standing there listening to it, you are accepting it. And that is not an image that you want to have. You will be lumped in with them. You will be included as being a gossip, even though you did not open your mouth. So if you are in the middle of a gossip session, you need to walk away from it. Do not take part in it at all. Here's some, here's some hope for us. Verse 21. Assuredly, the evil man will not go unpunished, but the descendants of the righteous will be delivered. So there's so many times, and we the, the book of Psalms talked about that plenty as well, where we look at people in the world today, and we're just like, Lord, why aren't you doing anything about this? Why are you letting these people just do their evil deeds and you're not stopping them? Why do you allow them to prosper? Well, we don't need to get all upset about that. Because if we know who God is, it says clearly here, the evil man will not go unpunished. Remember, this is a temporal life in the present. There is an eternal life after this. Either an eternal life in heaven, in the glory of our Lord, or an eternal death in hell. You will have an eternal body that will take punishment for all eternity. So they'll have their fun now, but ultimately, at judgment, they will get their just rewards. So we don't need to worry about that. We need to worry about our own conduct. Verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls, quite literally, too. We don't have any power to save anyone, but certainly if we are acting in faith, pursuing and acting in righteousness, it will be a tree of life to those around us. It will breathe life and God's breath into the situation. And you will see the Spirit of God moving in the lives of the people around you if you are being acting in a way that you are called. And lastly, moving into chapter 12, there's a couple here. Verse 15, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. So we're going to see similarly themed Proverbs, but with a little bit of a twist on them. The, the fool doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. They think that what they're doing is just fine. But when somebody addresses you and you resist them, you've just demonstrated how little wisdom you actually have. Because it is so hard to be self-aware of everything that we do. We can't always see ourselves objectively like the world around us can. So that's why we need to have people in our lives who are willing to be bold enough to correct us when we're wrong. But also those are the same people that we spend time with that lift us up, that encourage us, that strengthen us in the faith. It goes both ways, the good and the bad. We enjoy the positive things with them as well, but if we see something that needs to be addressed, we need to be able to hold ourselves accountable with the understanding that when we speak with each other, there should be no fear of retaliation, fear of anger or rejection, but sound counsel should be listened to. 
And if it aligns with the Word of God, that's what wise counsel is, because wisdom is from God, right? So wise counsel will be godly, and it will resonate with your spirit, and you'll know it's right. It may hurt a little bit because I have fallen short in some way, but if you listen to that and improve, you have just pleased the Lord. And that's what I aim to do. I want to please Him. Verse 18. There is one who speaks rashly like the thrust of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. The words that come out of our mouth are very important. Much like it's described in the book of James, the tongue has a deadly poison to it, but it is also the same tongue that we use to bless people and bless our Heavenly Father. From one mouth comes blessing and cursing. And what does he say in response to that? My brethren, that should not be. This thing should not be so. So let's not be people who hurt with our mouth. With our tongue, we hurt and injure people. Personally, this is one of my weaker points. Because when there are certain things that upset me, sometimes I impulsively respond in a way that is not good. Even with my own family. And so we don't want to speak rashly in anger and thrust like a sword. So we stab at them saying, you're stupid. I can't believe you said that. And we, we start saying things that we should not say. And those are the thrusts of the sword that has hurt somebody through our lack of wisdom. But if we do it correctly, gently, with love, but still firmly, you can still be firm and loving at the same time. That brings about healing, a better result. And lastly, verse 25, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word makes it glad. So first off, you need to be able to listen to good words, because so often when we are anxious and we let that consume us, the good words don't seem real. Like, no, 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 there's no way. I'm just so doomed. Everything is going badly. There's no way that's going to happen. But then we let anxiety take over. And it does weigh us down. It holds us back from our true potential. So often we allow anxiety to enter into our lives, and it renders us ineffective. And we cannot be that. There are people who depend on us in our lives, and God depends on us in order to do what he's commanded us to do. He doesn't need us, but he has told us to do it. And surely, the right thing to do is to obey. We have plenty more psalms to go through, but let's go ahead and stop here for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.